So I think when you actually see climate change and not just hear about it, it actually makes you want to take further action and take a stand for it. So that's how it all started, basically. Welcome to the Everyday Changemakers podcast. I'm your host, Dave McManus. On the podcast, I interview everyday changemakers to learn more about their story, how they began, and what challenges that they had along the way. With this podcast, I hope to inspire other people to take action on the things that they're passionate about to make the world a healthier, safer, and more inclusive place. And Jen, welcome to the Everyday Changemakers podcast. Thank you for having me. And do you want to kick things off and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm a final year commerce and art student at the University of Adelaide, which is in South Australia. Um, I work part-time as a digital projects lead and I'm passionate about innovation and the advancement of technology on how that can, I guess, positively impact individuals and society. And of course, I'm an advocate for environmental sustainability as well. Very good. Well, we need a lot of advocates uh, in that space. Yes, of course, more. Like I'm hoping yeah. for more to come. Absolutely. And, and tell us a little bit about um, the project that you're working on. Yeah, so the problem that I'm working on recognises the environmental impact of single-use plastic and I'm proposing an alternative solution um, such as creating biodegradable cutlery through natural waste that is also compostable as well. So that's a little about the problem that I'm working on. That's great. How did, how did you come up with the idea? Yeah, so... It's a bit of a, I would say, the project involved through a process, I guess, a series of events. Um, back in the day, you know, I would always hear about climate change and we would learn it in school. We would learn about how important it is to recycle, save energy, participate in Earth Hour. But then in 2018, I lived in China for a bit. And I guess that was the first wake up call for me because I was actually affected by air pollution where I had to be, when I had to be rushed to hospital because I had a lung infection. And that happened to me three times actually. So I guess that was the first wake up call for me. And then I think around November, 2019, Australia had really bad bushfires and it pretty much affected the entire country. And that was a really, I guess, heartbreaking sight for everyone at the time. So I think when you actually see climate change and not just hear about it, it actually makes you want to take further action and take a stand for it. So that's how it all started, basically. Amazing. Those are two pretty strong drivers to, uh, to take action. Yeah. And it like, I'm, I'm sad to say that it actually had to affect me for me to want to do something I guess more more about it so I think that's for a lot of people too is that everyone knows climate change exists but I think until it affects you or someone you know people may not want to you know like participate more in it I guess absolutely and you know obviously you you were thinking a lot about um, the impacts on the environment 
when did you first start thinking about, um, you know, the product idea that you had that, that you're working on today? Yeah. So I started exploring, I guess, ways on how I can help contribute to the environment. Um, so I thought something that I could do was maybe I could test out materials um, to see if I could create something that was compostable, something people can use as um, a disposable cutlery. And I was actually talking to a few friends about, you know, like any, do they have any ideas of products we could use? And um, they started talking about like coconut leaves and things like that. So I did some research and I thought, well, you know, hmm, like banana leaves is not a bad idea because one, I found out that it was actually natural waste. It actually gets thrown out. Bananas are the most popular fruit in the world as well. And in Australia, in Queensland, we have like a lot of it because um, we grow bananas up in there. So I just started playing around with it. And then I was fortunate enough to attend the Hacker Exchange in San Francisco where I was testing the uh, banana leaves and actually created a few prototypes. So I created a straw, a plate, and also a bowl. But at that time, it was not good at all. It was just kind of a prototype that worked at the time. Awesome. And tell us about the early stages when, when you were just getting started what you know what are some of the things you did you mentioned you you mentioned it friends but you know how are you feeling around that time yeah at that time i didn't think i could do it i didn't think i could create a prototype i thought that you need you know heavy machinery which i guess you know you you would need to when you mass produce it but i didn't really think that this could be possible for me to do and so when i went on the hacker exchange we learn about prototyping and how simple a prototype can be. And then I thought, you know, like, why don't I just like watch, watch a YouTube video of like how leaf plates are actually produced because palm leaf plates are a thing at the moment. They're just super expensive to buy. So I was watching a video on how the process was made. And I realized that you need an airborne press um, and also something heavy to then mold the leaf plates together. I remember making it in San Francisco actually, and it will, <laughs> and I didn't use anything heavy. I just kind of stacked it together and put it in the oven. Um, and it just kind of like molded into a bowl, but it, it was not good at all. But when I went home, I, I just kept testing it and I kept improving it um, to the point where I started using, actually using my car to then mold the leaf plates together because it requires something heavy. Um, but I didn't have an airborne press at the time. So I thought my car would have to do for now. That's amazing. So you put the bowls and I'm just trying to make sure this is visualized and everyone's yeah. here. So you, yeah. so you, you, you put, the, put the plates together and put it in, I guess, the mold and obviously protective covering. And, mm -hmm. then, and then how does, it, how does it, what happens from there? Yeah, I put like a cloth over it to protect it. And then I would literally just run my wheel over it and just sit on top of it for a couple of minutes and then um, reverse and then grab the bowl out and it becomes literally like a bowl, like the, the weight of the car would mold the plate until it becomes like a bowl. And then I'll just leave it out in the sun to dry for a couple of days. 
yeah, so that's what I've been doing so far. That's amazing. That's a, that's a, such a innovative way of just getting it, getting it done. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and that's like, and that's what, and that's something that I've realized, you know, with prototype and stuff like that, like you don't need super expensive equipment. You don't need, you know, a massive team to just get started as well. So, you know, that's something that this project has taught me, I would say. Absolutely. And I think that there's a, you know, most people, when they, they start a project, I think the expectation is that, oh, you have to be, you know, it has to be perfect and, you know, you know, yeah. you can't release it to the world until it's perfect, but really no one, anyone who's, who's had great success, they've always started off and, you know, I'll just com- be completely honest. The yeah. first, the first episode I recorded this podcast, I, you know, I was on mute for like 30 seconds. So <laughs> you, you can't get, you can't get something out without, you know, you've got to incrementally make it better. So I, I think that's awesome that you're just uh, having a go. Definitely. Thanks for that. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope, you know, from there it's just going to improve and I can scale it as well. Absolutely. Tell, tell us about what, what countries are using banana leaves right now and what are the use cases? Yeah. So, so f- I know Thailand is one, like the tropical um, Southeast Asian countries. So Thailand are now replacing plastic and they're using banana leaves actually to um, uh, to use as packaging instead of cling wrap in their supermarket stores. Um, I know that in Vietnam and India, they actually use banana leaves already to eat from. And um, so it's not really a new idea um, but there hasn't just been disposable cutlery made by them so far. And I know in California, they have one of the biggest banana farms in the world. And in Australia, we also have a lot of banana production over there as well. And Peru is the same. And something that when I've, when I've done a lot of research on it, a lot of these banana leaf, banana leaves actually get thrown out and not actually being used for anything. So that's why I thought, you know, instead of cutting down trees to create paper, cutlery, um, or using bamboo, which um, which is actually needed for the pandas at the moment because they're actually getting endangered from lack of food, like using natural waste to you know, create something that's compostable. So that's kind of where the idea came from. Awesome. And what do... What do the unit economics look like? Like how? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you talk us through that? Yeah. So I I believe that the problem is very economic economically plausible. You can say the disposable cutlery market in Australia is worth two point four billion dollars alone per year, and in the US, I believe it's worth. billion per year. Um, This is in USD prices. I haven't done much research on the other countries, but I can only imagine it will be in the multi-millions to billions per year and that these numbers are only going to grow as well. And everyone knows how bad plastic pollution is. And um, I guess people know the statistics. And it still shocks me that there are more than 8 million tonnes of plastic that get dumped in our oceans every year. 
Like so much so that by 2050, people believe that there'll be more plastic in the ocean by weights than by fish. Like when I hear that, that is concerning to me, um, you know, and I think something definitely needs to be done about that sooner. I know people are already testing out um, compostable and disposable cutlery, but I don't think it's getting pushed fast enough, you know, for more change to happen quickly. Absolutely. Are yeah. you familiar with the term uh, imposter syndrome? Yes. Yes, I've heard of that term. Have you experienced imposter syndrome? Yes, definitely. Guilty, I have. <laughs> I have. Could you tell us a little bit more about that if you're open to? Yeah, imposter syndrome in the way that I don't, I didn't want to act. Could you, could you talk us through more about that? Yeah, definitely. I think back in the day, um, because everyone knows the stats, everyone's seen videos of, I guess, um, a straw and a turtle's nose and people seen rubbish in the ocean and things like that. But, and I think it does raise a concern in people, but it's just not enough. I don't think people realise how fast the situation is happening. So even even like me, you know, Back in the day, I thought, oh, you know, like I, I will use plastic, single-use plastic. I'll, I'll just recycle it and it's fine. You know, and, and that's kind of like my mindset around it. It's just like, I'm not participating to the issue. I don't litter. I don't do that. So I'm not causing the problem, I guess. Um, so that's, um, that's the part of the imposter syndrome that I've experienced. And I think a lot of people do too. And in South Australia, we have like a really good recycling scheme where um every bottle you recycle you get 10 10 cents out of it so um i think it's very natural for us to recycle anyway but when i started traveling um even in even in the us like california and especially in asia like that was not the case at all there was actually like a lot of plastic just lying around um and to me that that was i was in shock because i didn't grow up you know, with that, I grew up with everyone recycling and everyone putting rubbish in the bin and our laws are really good around that. So, Anne, could you tell me a little bit more about where you're at right now and what are some of the things that you're, you're working on? Yeah, so where am I right now? I've created a few prototypes, which I'm still trying to improve on. Um, I've asked you know, a couple of friends you know, what they think of it so far, like what will make them use it. So I'm just trying to improve it in that sense. I've also created a list of potential um, local cafes that I can contact as well, which I've reached out to one of them and they're happy to have a look at it and talk more about it. Uh, so the project is very new. I'd say it's in its introductory phase. So I'm hoping to eventually scale it and bring it to market as well so that's kind of the process of it right now and where i'm at that's awesome and what what are some of the obstacles that you're facing mm -hmm. right now um and it could be um mm -hmm. you know con consumers uh, mindsets or it could be um logistically you know getting getting things started yeah definitely i would say the production part is um the biggest problem right now. I I don't come from a 
I guess a sign a biotech or science background or a or an engineering background um and I guess that's something I would need more help on um obviously I can't just be you know making it myself and waiting three days for it to dry like it would eventually need to be um you know produced in a factory or somewhere um that would probably be the biggest challenge i'm actually surprised you know how many people are actually being supportive of my project um i decided to talk about it on linkedin not not really knowing people would really care i just you know i've been working on it i've been keeping it in the dark because i thought oh you know like people don't really care about it yet environmental um sustainability is not as important yet but when I was talking about it, I was actually surprised as a, how so many people were reaching out to me saying that, you know, like, this is a really good idea, how they support it, they want to see more of it. So, yeah, I guess that as well um, gave me more motivation to then really try to push, push for this to happen. That's great. Yeah, I think it, it's always hard, hard putting yourself out there, um, especially when it's something that you've been thinking about for quite some time. Yeah, definitely. And I didn't like, and the support as well, I think like really, um, really helped. And I would do this, you know, with support, without support, but just knowing that, you know, people are now actually realizing this is actually a big problem, you know, makes me, uh, makes me excited you know, to try to scale it as soon as possible. Well, to the best of my ability, however I can. Absolutely. And yeah. what, for anyone who's listening um, to this podcast, what advice would you have for someone who is passionate about something and they have maybe have an idea um, that will bring on a positive outcome? Mm-hmm. What, um, what advice would you have to get started? Yeah, my advice would be number one, like you actually have to be passionate about it. Um, it has to be something that you care about whether you know whether everyone knows about it or no one knows about it so that's my number one advice because when you're creating this like is actually like really hard like having your own startup is super hard and it can get super um i guess emotional sometimes like when you're going through the process so so you have to be number one you have to be really passionate about what you're doing um number two is like i guess don't be afraid you know, to start, don't ever think that, you know, that you don't have enough resources or um, you don't have enough funding or you don't have a prototype yet. Like that, like I would say, you know, just start is the other thing. And, you know, also talk about it on LinkedIn, talk about your family, like don't be afraid to just mention it. Like I know sometimes people think, oh, like maybe my idea is not good enough or oh, like maybe, you know, this is not going to work. But you know what? Like, if you're passionate about it, you you do it. You talk about it. You know, whether people support you or whether they don't. So, yeah, those are some advice I would say for someone trying to get started on any startup. That's. I mean, I think um, if we can get uh, banana plates, your banana mm-hmm. plates, into most cafes, and t- I mean that would be huge. That'd be uh, an amazing thing. Um, how can people support you? Do you have a website or is there a good yeah. way to contact? Yeah, so I'm actually um, in the works of getting a website created. So people can connect with me on LinkedIn um, to follow me and on this 
I would say exciting journey for me as well. Um, and I guess just as a general sense of how people can help me is that um, I'm doing this as well is to help, I guess, raise more awareness about environmental concerns and I'm trying to get more, um, I guess, momentum for governments to really push these initiatives through um, because when that happens, you know, businesses will be obliged to adopt, you know, these environmental initiatives and that my hope is, I guess, for more people to contribute in smaller ways and that way, you know, I'm hoping that when everyone's contributing, contributing in a smaller way, we'll make up for a bigger um, contribution and I just really want to create more noise about it because when we create more noise about it, governments and businesses have more of an incentive to change as well and for more funds to be created towards environmental sustainability schemes. Absolutely. Well, Anne, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, that's another episode of Everyday Changemakers. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means a lot. If you can hit the subscribe button on the podcast player of your choice, that would be greatly appreciated. And head on over to djmgrowth.com forward slash everyday dash changemakers to get the latest show notes. Thank you so much.